Hi everyone, you are on BBC Sounds Music Radio Podcast. Welcome on being an entrepreneur of a non-profit organization podcast. I'm Maxime Roy, a journalist of BBC specialized in non-profit organization. Nowadays, non-profit organizations are everywhere and some of them are very powerful. Its organization fascinates the world, inspire and impact whole society in different subjects. Non-profit organizations are very numerous and their creation is growing every year. In the US, more than 1.5 million non-profit organizations are registered and in France, 1.3 billion. More impressive, in France, 70,000 new non-profit organizations are created per year and in UK, 40,000 per year. Have you ever wanted to help others and create your non-profit organization? Are you curious? Are you worried that you won't be able uh, to find a place in the non-profit sectors? Do you want to hear an inspiring story of an, of, um, an entrepreneur? If you answer yes to any of these questions, you are in the right place. It's the subject of this episode. I'm lucky to share and speak with Mehdi Zeruki, an entrepreneur of non-profit organization and the president and the co-founder of Second Breath. He will talk about how his organization, his story and its revenue model. So thank you to be here, Mehdi. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Maxime, to invite me. I'm very happy to be here and to discuss with you about my nonprofit organization, Second Breath. I'm impatient to answer your question, Maxime, and I'm impatient to give the strength to some courageous people to create it and develop their own organization, their own idea, even if they will have to work out for success. Please, guys, if I have one success to give, don't be afraid of work out and take risks, guys. Thanks. To begin, please, Mehdi, introduce yourself. So, my name is Mehdi Zeroki. I'm 21 years old and I'm the president and co-founder of the Second Breath Association for three years now. So much about me, for begin, after my high school, like the most part of people, I went to the university. Actually, I'm a third year student in the SDS Business School at Lyon. Okay, Mehdi, you have a nice background. You say that you are um, the co-founder of the non-profit organization Second Breath. But what it is, Mehdi? So, first, Second Breath is a non-profit organization created three years ago by a little group of friends, which I'm part. Our association allows to young people to practice any kind of sports and allows also to fund some cheap equipment to play. Today, we cover licenses costs for more than 1,000 young sportives in the Rhône-Alp area and in the same case, we collect each day around 100 sports equipment, all sports confused. Okay, right Mehdi, thanks for this presentation. I have a question for you. What need do you meet with Second Breath? Our association is a structure that was created on the basis of a sad but real observation in our society today. We are lucky to live in a very developed country, which is France. However, some young people, mainly in the poorest neighborhoods, don't have access to sport. Sport education for us is the basis of everything. It allows young people to not only to practice and have fun, but also to acquire real values such as respect, passions, and perseverance, which are essential for the future. How do you get the idea to create uh, this non-profit organization? So for my part, uh, I will talk about uh, my past a little bit. I have practiced football for around 10 years. I love this sport. The football is a real part of me. When I began, I paid my football lessons, like uh, if I remember well, 
50 euros. I have seven years old. And when I stopped, the last time when I have paid my license, the cost was approximately 200 euros. Each year, the price of a sport license increases. And not only for the football, there are some sports when these licenses are excessively high, like the golf, horse riding, or box. Why these sports should be practiced only by an elite who have enough money and not other people? What we have learned when we were a child is that when you are on the field, on the tatami or on the golf courses, you are perfectly equal with all people who play with you and against you. Richness, skin color, social environment, never mind. What is important is what you feel when you play. So our association allows people who don't have money to pay the license to play in a real club. In fact, our association will cover license costs of future players Well, you will ask me now when you found money to cover all this license. It's very interesting. Many thanks. Exactly. Uh, I think that your organization has a very good mission. But, concrete, but concretely, how does Second Breast work? So, our non-profit organization through a marketing and communication channel makes people aware of the need to donate sports equipment they don't use in our then Second Breath which is available in various sports shops and clubs. Intersport, Sport 2000 or Decathlon, all these franchises have agreed to receive their band in their store to encourage our causes, which is sport for all. A shin protector, a whole pair of shoes, socks, a boxing glove, you can put everything in the band second breath. The same equipment will, be, will then be resold, resold at symbolic prices to families with little means, so for that the children can practice the sport they want. So, all the money collected will be used to pay these licenses to the youngsters. For example, a young boy of 15 years old who plays actually in a football club and who have a pair of soccer shoes which are too small for him. He has also a big brother who practice box. He just have both a new pair of boxing gloves. He doesn't use anymore his old one. The young boy can take his shoes and boxing gloves and put them in the second breath band when he will go to buy a new pair of soccer shoes. In the same way, a young boy who don't have money to buy soccer shoes in a real store can come directly to the association and take a pair for nothing, finally. Of course, you have to know that sometimes we found in our band some equipment not usable. We verify the equipment given before to put it in sold in our store, of course. Well, Mehdi, thanks for all the information. It was very clear. I love your work, Mehdi. It's so interesting and exciting. You have very good values and goals. I want to be in your place to live this entrepreneurial experience. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Maxime. Sometimes you know my work and my day are very difficult and not very fun. You are sure to want to be in my place? Yes. Okay, so let's play, Maxime. Me, I'm very curious to interview someone. I propose you to switch our roles. You want to try? Yes, of course, I want to try. Fortunately, you have uh, explained to me in details your organization before the podcast. So I think it will be okay. Yeah, it will be fine. Relax. So first, can you explain me and, uh, how, and uh, our auditors with more details how your associations can earn money? Okay, so on the one hand, Second Breast have different revenues. The organization make contests to finance its activities and calls for donation. Today, 10 organizations give money and help the non-profit organization. On the, on the other hand, 
sorry, <laughs> Second Breath use an integrated revenue generation model. Medi's non-profit uh, sells sports equipment to young men and women who play football or other sports and who have financial difficulties. The organization sells its equipment at low price but allow to the non-profit organization to earn money. Then the money is used to finance licenses as Medi said before. Thus, Second Breath use an integrated revenue generation model. Thanks to this, the organization earn money but also help people and do its social mission. It's very positive for the company. While complex to manage and design, an integration approach has the advantage of enabling non-profit leaders to pursue a single set of activities that both advance the social mission and generate revenues. In fact, the most effective integration approaches combine social and commercial activities in ways that generate synergy among them and that's exactly what Second Breath does. To be more precise, the organization used two different integration models. First, the customer model, because the non-profit sells products to the target population, so the beneficiaries. Indeed, when Second Breast sells sports equipment at low price to the customers, the money is collected is used to find their license, so the customers are also the beneficiaries. Moreover, Second Breast uses also product model, because a part of the social benefits resides in the product itself. Indeed, when a customer buys sports equipment of the non-profit organization, its equipment helps the customer to practice the sport safely and with a low budget. Generally, the customers of Second Breath can buy sports equipment at commercial prices in a sports shop. Wow, oh, you really don't stop to surprise me, Maxime. Your explanation was simple and clear. I think that people who are listening to us have understood well how an association like Second Breath is managed. Well, now I think that for the rest of the interview it will be better if we will resume our respective role to not destabilize too much our auditors, Maxim. Yes, I think you're right. Uh, thank you for your feedback. Uh, I think I'm more comfortable when I, I, I am the interviewer. Um, before ending this podcast, Mehdi, I have a last question for you. What is your objectives and your action in the future and how do you see your development in the five next years? Oh, thanks for your question because it's very important when your organization is young to have ambitious and objectives. For the future development of Second Breath, we plan to create a series of sports tournaments in the suburbs of Lyon first and uh, perhaps after in Paris in order to make our causes better known. We'll try to approach sponsors just Decathlon or Intersports to sponsor the events and finance the rewards for the winner. It's very important. Well, I think that the best thing would be to find a sport brand, you know, to sponsor the events and uh, start a real long-term collaboration. I think that um, the better for us is, uh, of course, the part of my dream is uh, to uh, get a collaboration with a, a brand like uh, Nike. I think that uh, Nike uh, represents well uh, what we what we want uh, to uh, to describe in uh, our non-profit organization and what we want to show uh, to uh, our young uh, our young uh, sportive, you know. Okay, thanks, Mehdi. It was clear. Um, do you have a, a national ambition to be uh, a great actors of uh, sports in non-profit organization? Well, um, we don't have an ambition like uh, other, uh, like an organization who who make profit. You know, we, we 
We, we don't have this idea. Uh, in fact, we just want that young people who don't have, uh, you know, uh, means to to go to sports, to to buy uh, a good uh, a good uh, pair of shoes, uh, knowing that we are here, our association is here, and uh, we can help you to uh, to become a good sportive and to practice uh, the sports that you want. Okay, thanks, Mehdi. For all the information, it was very interesting and for sure many listeners have learned a lot of second dress, but also on being an entrepreneur of a non-profit organization. It was fabulous hand for the podcast. You're welcome. It was a pleasure to be here and to speak about my organization and more globally how to create and manage a non-profit organization. I think many people have fabulous ideas to help the society or the environment, but many of them are afraid to start the adventure. So it's nice to explain what is it. The life of an entrepreneur is exciting, fun, but listen well, auditors, it's also a lot of work. Of course, Mehdi. Thank you for your time. And you, behind your headphones, thanks for your listening. I hope that you enjoyed the last episode of Being an Entrepreneur of a Non-Profit Organization. And see you soon on BBC Sounds.